evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yen Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. And on air with me today is Johnny Woo, the ghost host. <laughs> Our special guest today is Antara Dada. She does Catholic Indian dance, and we're here to learn a little bit more about um, that particular style of dance. Um, maybe a couple of things about Indian culture as well any holidays coming up that we should know about, and also her involvement in the greater Cleveland community. So welcome to the show, Antara. How are you today? Yeah, pretty good. Thank you for hosting me today. Oh, no problem. So um, is, to do a brief introduction, I first met Antara uh, in 2010, I want to say, for the Cleveland Asian Festival. And she does... Um, she does Kathak dance, which I, if I remember correctly, is a North Indian classical dance form. Now, can you tell me a little bit about this dance form? Definitely. Like the history and any, any unique styles about it? Sure, definitely. So, Kathak comes from Northern India. So, mm -hmm. it started basically, Kathak means storytelling. Mm. So the, in Northern India, the storytellers, uh, used to tell stories from the great epics of India like Ramayana and Mahabharata. And then uh, after that, with the invasion of the Mughal rule, Kathak went to the court and this dance form uh, had more uh, footwork pattern, like strong footwork pattern and the geometrical patterns were introduced in this dance form during that medieval period. And later on, it became, it turned as a new form of dance, which retains the old elements from the Hindu origin. And plus it has all the, the patterns, the geometrical patterns, all the influences that the Persian invasion um, had brought to Kathak. Wow. And so we can see a fusion. It's a beautiful fusion of both the Hindu and the Muslim elements. And this dance form is very, it looks very different from the other, the other classical dance forms that we have in India. And uh, if you uh, look at, uh, like, why, if you look at all the classical dance forms of India, you will be able to recognize Kathak right away because of its, some of its main characteristics of the dance. Mm -hmm. You will see dancers wearing more than a hundred anklet bells. It's called gungrus, mm -hmm. and the footwork. The footwork is very strong in Kathak. It has very fast spins, and upper body is very graceful. And also, it has a lot of expression. So the use of uh, emotions. So the elements of mime are found in this kind of dance form in Kathak. So I have a really quick question. I was at CSU a couple years ago, and there was um. Oh, I can't remember. It was um, they were a Bollywood group, but they also did some classical pieces. I think they were called Blue Thirteen. That was a group. They're from California. 
Um, but anyway, so they were teaching us how to do um, a, a, a couple steps of um, traditional Indian dance. And they said the feet are supposed to be flat when they strike the ground um, because you're supposed to feel your energy connecting to the earth. Right, right. Definitely. Wonderful. So it's very earthbound. All Indian classical dances are very earthbound. Yeah. So uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the, the anklets, the bells? Do they symbolize uh, anything for that means um, balance or harmony? Or is it mostly as an instrument uh, to accompany the dance steps? Uh, it's an instrument. Basically, it is the percussion. It's a very important uh, um, instrument in Kathak. So mm -hmm. because this dance, um, the, you have to dance with the rhythm. Okay, so this maintains the rhythm with the tabla player. Uh, the tab, you know, the tabla is the Indian, mm -hmm. um, Indian the drum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Indian drums, and so this is mainly a very, very, it's a very, very important ornament of Kathak is your ghungrus because they work as a percussion for the dancer. Okay, um, is this normally performed without any other music, or is it, or the, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase my question. Sure. So, um, go ahead. Uh, basically, it started, just to uh, elaborate a little bit more, it started as a solo dance form. So you have, um, when you are performing Kathak, so you had uh, a string instrument. The, they are the main accompaniments, like the sitar or saro, the sarangi, okay, the different kinds of string instruments. And then you have a percussion, like a tabla, pakhavaj. Pakhavaj is also a um, percussion that produces a very heavy sound. So they used to be, uh, they are the uh, main accompaniments for Kathak. And then later on, you know, it has, um, it, uh, later on, you know, it became a group dance form as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, even today, like the instruments that I mentioned a little while ago are still the main accompaniments for Kathak. Well, that's beautiful. Um, so for any of the listeners, if you want to see Antara and her school, um, Anga Kala Kata Academy, um, you recently did a performance at Cleveland State, did you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a performance at Cleveland State, yeah. So, that, uh, was that, I'm sorry, I actually couldn't make it that day. I know I was going to cut it kind of close. I've been meaning to go. You've invited me for two years in a row and I feel terrible. Um, but I promise to make it uh, one of these days. Do you have an upcoming performance that you can tell us about? Sure. Uh, the, we have a very big performance coming up mm -hmm. on June, June 4th. Hmm. So basically, uh, I'm, uh, the, we are going to do a dance drama that will tell the story of Kathak. So the first, the beginning of the dance drama starts with the story of Krishna, okay? mm -hmm. the, the god, uh, Hindu god of love. Uh, and uh, we will discuss uh, the first half is uh, all about his life and everything. And the second half of the story talks about the Persian and the influences of Kathak, like Sufi, uh, those kind of influences that oh. were there in Kathak. So that's the second half of the show. And the end of the show, uh, we are trying to do a, uh, like a fusion item that will bring Kathak, ballet, and African drumming all together wow. in, one, in one piece of music. So this is something I would definitely recommend, uh, you know, people to come to this show. This is at Medina Performing Arts Center mm -hmm. and on June 4th and starts at 6.30 p.m. I am putting this 
in my calendar right now. <laughs> how much? How much are the tickets? Uh, tickets are twenty five dollars for uh, general public, and the first four rows, the premium sitting is thirty five dollars. Got it. June fourth. Okay, so yeah. I'm putting this right now. So. I feel terrible that I haven't been able to make it yet to any of your shows. Um, but I, I have seen you, like, little bits here and there. And thank you so much for performing at Cleveland One World Day. You definitely helped bring the, the uh, diversity together. Because I know that um, originally we wanted somebody to perform at the Indian Garden, but they, we had trouble setting up a stage. So then we decided just to put you on one of the stages. Um, and I realized it was kind of last minute, and we try to promote everybody as great as we can. So I'm here. I'm going to promote your show. It's the Anga Kala Kathak Academy, and you're performing at the Medina Performing Arts Center June 4th at 6 o'clock p.m., and the tickets are $25. Now, do you have to buy the tickets at the door, or can you buy them online somewhere? You can buy them online, too. It will come up uh, maybe, uh in a month or so at uh, brown paper tickets brown so you, brown paper yeah, tickets brown paper tickets so you can buy it online after a month from there and don't worry ladies and gentlemen we'll put this all on our facebook site brown i'm sorry brown what tickets brown, brown paper tickets <laughs> yeah i'm i'm writing this down as we speak so <laughs> i'm trying to multitask um but you mentioned that uh, you're, you're going to tell the story. Um, there are different stories that are told in Kathak dance, and you mentioned some of them that will be at this June 4th. Um, right. Now, I'm kind of curious. Is there a story that you've done that includes Hanuman? Because he's kind of one of my favorite characters. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So far, I have not danced on Hanuman. Most of the pieces I are on Krishna that I have danced, but I have done other things too on Vishnu, then Durga, the other gods. Oh, but wow. definitely, since uh, you, you know, you love, I want to, you know, create <laughs> a piece on Hanuman and would definitely, that that would be for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's it's such a wonderful love story. It's not just about Sita and Rama, but it's about Hanuman, like, loving his friend, too, you know? I, it's, I definitely. Yeah, I just, I think it's a beautiful story. Um, but I'm not too familiar. Like, how, could you tell me a little bit about the, uh, Krishna's story? I'm not too familiar about it. Okay, okay. So basically what we will show, uh, we'll start with the birth of Krishna mm -hmm. and then all the important, uh, like all his childhood stories, like um, uh, he used to steal the butter. So like it's called Makhan Chori. Mm -hmm. And then he killed the dumb, uh, the serpent Kaliya. Hmm. So it's called Kaliya Daman, that story. So there are many such stories in his childhood. Uh, that I would like to portray through Kathak. And uh, so this this is just some of the examples. Wonderful. So, uh, yeah, I know you don't want to tell too much because it would be a spoiler. <laughs> I, I, I would want people to come and see. <laughs> uh, but, but something you mentioned about um, Kali uh, as, as a serpent, um, is this the same as, is the name derived from other Kali? Uh, no, no, this no? is the Kali. Kaliya was the name of the serpent. Okay, that's uh, the other goddess is different. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. I just wanted to yeah. make sure. Because I thought, I know she's portrayed in some paintings as very scary, but um, I think that a lot of people miss, in my opinion, I think a lot of people misinterpret her. She, She's, uh, I believe, called the goddess of birth and death. Am I correct? Right. It, yeah, and I mean, she's scary because, you know, death is scary, but she's also the goddess of birth. I think a lot of people forget that. 
But um, but okay. Uh, I love stories, so this is why I'm really excited to learn that the Catholic dance is about storytelling because I love I love these classical myths and well, not all myths, but like legends and fairy tales and and everything. Um, but enough about that. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your school, the Angakala Catholic Academy, uh, when it was founded, and um, for the listeners, if you want to check it out, you can go to antaradata.com. It's A N T A R A d-a-t-t-a dot com so so yeah tell us a little bit about the past about your school and how it got started definitely so Angakala Kathak Academy started in 2010 in Seattle Washington Mm -hmm. so um, I was uh, an accountant by profession cost accountant Mm -hmm. and I started learning Kathak from the age of five and it was always my hobby I just loved it very much but then um, I, I realized like after, you know, after, you know, doing the dance form for so many years, I realized that time has come and I want to take this up as a profession. So I left accounting and it was a very hard decision on me and established my school in Seattle, Washington. So ever since its inception, it had grown uh, a lot, uh, the school. And after and I really love teaching and nurturing, you know, this beautiful dance form that I learned from my guru, my teachers. Mm-hmm. And I like to pass it on to the next generation. And uh, I moved to Cleveland, Ohio in 2012, and I established a center in Ohio. So we have centers in, um, in greater Cleveland area, in Solon, and I'm starting a new one in Westlake, and I teach in Copley, Canton, and I also go to Dublin, Columbus. And plus the Seattle school is also running. So right now the school has two centers, one in Seattle the, and one in the Ohio region. And uh, it's uh, dance is a fashion, like I consider it, it's not only a physical activity, but it enriches my soul. Yeah. And, Basically, I, you know, like to the joy and happiness that I have received through dance. I, I really like to pass it on to the next generation. And I think that this is basically my mission in life. Uh, So passing on that peace and joy and whatever I have got through this dance form, I want to share it with the community before I die. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is that is a really, really brave decision to leave a, a, a stable profession and to go into the arts. That's really admirable. Yeah, <laughs> so I You teach it. in Solon? Do you, do you teach at Dance Studio M? Because I know they offer some forms of... Uh, no, I teach in, um, in the um, church, Solon Community Church. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I uh, teach in that church and then I rent other studios in other places. I I live in Solon, so maybe I have to, I have to stop by sometime. Uh, sure. Solon Community Church. I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out where that is. Um, but I would like to announce that Lisa Wong has joined us on the call. So hi, Lisa. Hi, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Um, I was just notified Lisa's on the call. So uh, for the listeners who are, are new to our station... Um, Lisa Wong is the president of OCA Cleveland, and they help sponsor the show. So, Lisa, do you have any questions for uh, Antaro? Um, no, so you've been performing for the uh, Cleveland Asian Festival since the beginning. Is that correct? Very good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
how how do you think um what's your impression about CAF you know the Cleveland Asia. throughout the years okay I think it is I love performing there I think it is very well organized and they do a very good job in bringing all the Asian community together on one platform so we get to see each other other dance you know other uh, dance teachers who are also doing in the same profession but not only dance it's everything it includes everything so i always had a very good experience uh, performing there and i love to continue performing there yeah. in <laughs> <laughs> great to hear i know cuz i mean I mean, we have surveys and then we have feedback on public sites, but it's always great to hear from the performers, the people that, you know, are kind of in between, like they're the client and they're there to, we're trying to make you happy, but we're still trying to make the festival goers happy. And it's great to know that we're doing a good job because sometimes it's like we just throw our hands up in the air and hope. <laughs> um, but coming to that, what goals do you have to share with the Cleveland community through your art? So basically what I feel is uh, <clears throat> I would like to pass on, okay, pass up and pass on this dance form, promote this dance form in the Cleveland community. And also I feel that art and not only to descendants of Indian origin, my goal is to, uh, you know, teach this kind, uh, this form of dance to everyone. Okay, uh, so whoever is interested in learning, because I feel art is such a such a universal language it can bring you know people uh, it doesn't have any race any color any religion it can bring people together and it can promote peace and harmony so that's basically what I want to do well that's beautiful um, do you think it would be helpful if you were able to do like a short demonstration section at the Cleveland Asian Festival you know like a like a half hour free class to anybody who wants to try it definitely I okay have give a free workshop yeah because I, I I believe it was 2012 we tried it no it was 2013 we tried it one year but the problem is we didn't have any adequate space because the footprint has been really we, we have a lot of festival attendees so we decided it would be best if we gave people more room to walk around but we're hoping we're talking about possibly doing another demo section because it had it had really positive feedback it, the positive feedback just took a while to get back to us so we weren't really sure if it was worthwhile but now we're seeing that um a lot of the, the festival goers really appreciated it and we're and you know um, a couple of the performers have mentioned that they enjoy doing it so you never know maybe maybe we can do it for 2016 oh and for the listeners Cleveland Asian Festival this year is May 21st and May 22nd uh, we're gonna take a short break We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Meanwhile, um, DJ Johnny Wu, the ghost host, ooh, he's going to spin some musical tunes for you, and he'll do the introduction for them. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about some upcoming events, and then we'll get back to knowing Antar a little bit better. So catch you guys soon.
देखे जवानी के रेले देखे हसीनों के मेले देखे दिल पे हो
pangarap ko'y kahirap abutin Dahil sa inyo, napunta ako sa aking nais marating Nais ko kayong pasalamatan kahit man lamang sa isang Parang kailan lang Halos ako ay magpalimo sa lansangan Dahil sa inyo Ang aking diyan at ang bulsay nagkalaman Kaya't itong awitin aking inaawit Nais ko'y kayo ang handugan Tanda at lilipas din ako Ngunit mayroong awitin Iiwanan sa inyong alaala Dahil minsan tayo'y nagkasal Awitin ko ay ayaw pakinggan Dahil sa inyo Narinig ang isip ko at naintindihan Dahil dito'y ibig ko kayong ituring na matalik kong kaibigan Tatanda at lilipas din ako Ngunit mayroong awitin Iiwanan sa inyong alaala And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with OCA's Asia Town Voice. We're an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is a volunteer-based operation, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And we hope that you enjoy the lovely tunes that we just played for you. My name is Yin Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. And helping me host today is Lisa Wong, president of OCA Cleveland. And her host name is Madam President. And our special guest today is Antara Data, who owns the Anga Kala Kathak Academy and teaches around the greater Cleveland area, a performer at the Cleveland Asian Festival, and believe it or not, a former accountant. So without further ado, um, we do have more questions for Antara and um, but before we do that, we're going to talk briefly about upcoming events. And the only one I have on my schedule as of right now um, has already passed. It's uh, January 23rd is India's Republic Day dinner that was held in Independence. And it's a celebration of India's National um, Republic Day. So, Lisa, you have more events on your list? Right. Um, on January 31st, the Cleveland Music Ensemble is performing at the Hudson Library. That is a free event. It's at 2 o'clock. 
Um, and then we have a variety of lion dances. Quan, the Quan family lion dance will be performing at a number of locations. I believe the first one on our list so far um, is February 6th at 1 p.m. at the Pearl the Orient in Rocky River. Um, and also there's one at, well, the Westlake Chinese School is scheduled for um, a New Year celebration February 6th. So more detail will be announced on our website as it happens. Um, and then February 6th is also a Lunar New Year um, scheduled for the Chinese Academy of Cleveland in Shaker Heights. Um, I think all the details for both those, all the schools are still tentative, um, but everything will be on the website on OCHEC.org with more detail. And there's... Um, ah, Yellowtail Sushi is doing their February 6th Lunar New Year event, too. And oh. yeah, you go for your sushi buffet dinner and you also get to see performance. Yentang Dance will be there amongst others. Plug, plug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I'm terribly sorry. I, uh, for those of you who don't know, this show is pre-recorded. Um, it looks like our show is going to air January 17th. So the Indian Republic Day dinner has yet to happen. My apologies. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lisa, I interrupted you. Okay. Well, just with the schedule, we have more lion dances. We do have the Quan family lion dances at uh, Liwa. We have the 7th, 8th, 9th, 12th, all at 7 p.m. And then there's one on Saturday, the 13th, February 13th, um, at 11 a.m. for dim sum. But for all the dinners, you do need to call re reservations because they usually get packed um, the restaurant's usually packed, so you'll probably need to make reservations if you're expecting to have dinner to see the Lion Dance for any of these restaurants, for Pearl the Orient, for Liwa, and for all the Chinese schools, you'll probably need to call and check their websites. Um, um, you'll have I believe links. they're all free, right? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, you, you'll have links to the websites on the OCAGC website, right? Right, we'll add the links to the website, and let's see. And, and I'm sure there'll be more lion performances that are listed later on as they happen. Now, I've That's never been to the Westlake performance, but I know at the Chinese Academy of Cleveland, um, the performance is free, but I think the dinner is like 6 or $7. But um, right, there are right. people who just go and they just watch the show. So it really depends. It's, they're all great family events. Right, but, the performance only, yeah, it's free, and the dinners usually a minimal cost. And there is another Lunar New Year event at Saigon Plaza on the 20th, and that is a dinner buffet for $35. So you'll need tickets for that one. Interesting. Yeah, I know the Yellowtail one on February 6th. So you just stop in like it's a normal dinner. Um, they clear away a section of the tables. They have a dance stage put in, and there's games that you play. Um, I know last year they gave away a couple little prizes. Um, nothing fantastic, but like, yeah, they, they had like a Chinese version of musical chairs, um, and they had like some guessing games. So yeah, there's games for the kids to play there as well. So, uh, during dinner? Yes. Yeah. You just pay for dinner. It's a no normal dinner. I think it's $25 for the sushi buffet, or maybe it's 30 or 20. I don't know. It's, it's between 20 to $30. So you pay and you have dinner like you normally do. Meanwhile, you're entertained. Um, if you don't want to be with the entertainment, there's like a little area around the corner you could sit that's quiet. So <laughs> yeah, they, they give it the options for all the people. But you know, a lot of people stayed and watched the show. They have this chocolate fountain that was I spent too much time at. So <laughs> lots of chocolate covered fruit. <laughs> but um, but we're here to interview Antara today. So, Lisa, you had a question uh, for her about the dance form? 
I was wondering, you know, could you describe the dance um, for the radio listeners, since this is radio, we're not, you know, to visualize, uh, you know, what kind of dance this dance form this is? Yes. So uh, basically, Kathak uh, is a North Indian dance form. And when you, uh, the, there are certain characteristics of this dance form, and you will be able to recognize this right away, differentiate it from the other classical dance forms that come from India. So you always see a Kathak dancer wearing more than 100 anklet bells which are called gungrus are very important uh, gungrus are bells are very important percussion for kathak the upper body is very flexible and you will also see dancers taking spins which is a very um, <clears throat> very very important characteristic of kathak and then you have uh, expression facial expression so you have elements of mime in this dance form so together it is uh, very, very appealing to people uh, of, of uh, others who may not have uh, understanding of Indian classical dance. They will find it very appealing uh, because of all these characteristics. Okay. Um, and how physically exertive uh, is this dance? It is quite, um, you have to, <clears throat> the strong footwork, you need to have very strong footwork. So it is uh, quite a rigorous uh, practice uh, session that we have to go through in order to be able to perform Kathak or teach Kathak. I think Lisa wants to know, is, is it possible for beginners to catch on? <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So uh, it is, uh, yeah, we start with, um, you know, uh, simple things like uh, footwork, you know, first we build into the footwork, then the arm movements, and then slowly, slowly we build the stamina. So that's how we do. Wonderful. Yeah. What um, is... And what is the best age for uh, children to start? Uh, the minimum in my school, the minimum uh, age is five years, and there is no upper limit. <laughs> right, because Antara mentioned that she started doing it when she was five years old, too. So right. I think as soon as you could start walking, right, <laughs> start walking and running. Um, the reason Lisa asked is because OCA of Greater Cleveland, they're doing this uh, campaign for healthier lifestyles. And we uh, like to encourage like uh, active movement, uh, whether it's dancing, um, martial arts, aerobics, or, or anything. So uh, Lisa, do you, do you have any idea of like maybe we could promote her dancing um, through the active living? Um, well, if she's willing to do any sessions for the public, we can help promote that or work together on that um, or just put more information um, out there about, you know, you know, what kind of physical activity this involves and to encourage the community to um, get up and move and, you know, stay, stay active and be fit. I know because I, I just Googled uh, Solon Community Church. I know where it is right now. And <laughs> <laughs> when she first told me that she taught in Solon and, and I was like, Solon Community Church? Well, obviously, I don't, I don't go there. <laughs> I have to confess I haven't been to church in a while. But, um, but no, this is fascinating. What days do you teach there? Uh, on Thursdays, I'm in Solon. That's today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, what time? Uh, it starts at 5.15. 
and then I have a couple of batches. It goes till eight thirty. Oh wow! Can I can I stop by today? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> please do. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, definitely. I I'll, I will stop by just to say hi and to check it out. Um, I, sorry, Lisa, you were in the middle of asking her uh, uh, about um, doing promotions and classes for for her dance style, and I just got excited because I heard that she teaches in Solon. No, that, I mean, I think that's perfect. I mean, I think sometimes the community there might be events and classes happening in the community, but it's hard for people to learn about them. So what we try to do at OCA is you know, if we can list them, any special events or any regular ongoing events, then we can list those in hopes that the public will be able to find, you know, activities like this, you know, to something different, something interesting that they might want to try just to stay active, you know, keep up their interest. Because sometimes people get bored doing the same old, same old, and they're looking for something new to do. And this might be an option for people. So, you know, we'll probably list this on their website and our Facebook page, you know, just let us know you know, any links that you'd like us to post and we'll be happy to share that. Yeah, she's on Facebook. Um, yeah. uh, it's facebook.com slash the arts without borders. Um, that's also the website too, the arts without borders.org. And you can also go to antaradata.com. That's A-N-T-A-R-A-D-A-T-T-A.com. And we'll list these on our Facebook too uh, when this airs. And... That's that's pretty much it about the dance school. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Are you uh, first generation? Are you born here? Um, so what made you move from Seattle to Cleveland? Like, give us all the juicy details. <laughs> I yeah, I came to this country in 1999. Wow. Yeah. So um, then I lived lived in you know Michigan during the first six years after I came here and then moved to Houston for two years, and then to Seattle, and then to Cleveland. And basically, wow. I, I got married in 1999, and that was the reason I came to this country, uh, to join my husband here. And uh, we have one beautiful daughter who is 15 years old. And, uh, you know, my husband's job made me move to <laughs> places, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I was just gonna ask you, I'll bring you to Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully he doesn't move out of Cleveland because I mean, I, your your dance is is pretty. I mean, you have it sounds. I thought you were here for a lot longer than 2000, um, 2011, I think. Not twelve. I two thousand twelve. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah it's because I remember you being here a lot longer in my memory, but maybe you know the years are just longer or something. Right, right, right. I started, <laughs> you know, dancing as soon as I came to Cleveland. I think I performed in one of your events and that's how you met me yeah <laughs> yeah and your school is huge now I saw you completely filled up the stage at the Cleveland Asian Festival <laughs> thank you thank you yeah I've been trying my best <laughs> oh yeah promote, yeah promote this school year yeah. so um what about what about you like uh you know you said you have one daughter and you said that you decided after being an accountant for so many years, you just had to do this with the dance. Um, was this like a family tradition to do the Kathak dance, or is this something just this uniquely to you? Uh, no, this was not in my, like, usually um, Indian, you know, girls, they are usually, when they are little, they are trained in either music or dance or any instrument. So my family did have a history of that, but none of my, my sister or my parents, they were not, they did not belong to, like, they didn't have 
music as a career or you know dance as a career mm-hmm. but uh, i just fell in love with dance so much from a young age you know and the dance love grew even more you know after i got married and you know i came to this country i started missing my missing everybody the culture and everything so much and then uh you know i thought you know this is a very good way like i used to i i used to be so happy i'm always so happy and just to show just to share my you know the talent with everybody and i decided you know that's it mm-hmm. i maybe i'm just born to do this i accountant is being an accountant you know there are many accountants <laughs> accountants in this world so you know i it's not my cup of tea you know let me just focus on this dance form and let me just spend the rest of my life you know sharing this dance form with everyone wow so i hope you don't mind if i take pictures of you teaching later for our facebook definitely <laughs> it might just be my cell phone but you've <laughs> gone so Another question I was just thinking, I don't know, maybe you talked about it. Uh, how, how does one sign up for your classes or join your classes? Okay, so there is a um, there is my phone number and my email is listed on my website. So they just send me an email uh, expressing the interest to join, and then you know I let them know which batch they would go to. You know whether they belong to. I want to know their history, their background, whether they have any experience. and then i put them in the right group so okay. so what kind of students do you typically get is it more is it diverse um do you have all different kinds of people or is it mostly the indian because i know there's a huge indian american community in in the greater cleveland area right right uh, so mostly most of my students are of indian origin Mm-hmm. I have a few who are, you know, Egyptian origin. I have a boy, you know, mm-hmm. of Egyptian origin in my school, and uh, so most of them, like a majority, is from Indian or Indian descendants. Yeah. Wow. So, are are because I mean, when the few glimpses that I caught, they seem pretty, pretty advanced with all the spinning. Um <laughs> did you train them all as beginners or did some of them yeah. already have a background? No, all of them except for one or two like mostly I've trained them from a beginner. They had absolutely no experience with kathak before. Wow. So um, yeah, so I, it's very rewarding just to see them, you know, how they grow over the years. That's very rewarding for me. <laughs> And I remember you mentioned briefly in the very beginning of our interview that some of the inspirations come from Sufism. Uh yeah. is that is that the spinning or is there more to it? Yeah, it is, you know, the um I would say, you know, the so it 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 is more the the Persian influences more in the geometric patterns of the dance, the rhythm, you know, the spins, the spins are there. and the complicated footwork so those are all the influences of the islamic rule in india mm-hmm. and then the uh, the storytelling part was came from you know the hindu origin the telling stories of the great epics of india ramayana mahabharata so it started as a temple and then it went to the court for entertainment and uh, now it has you know it has elements of both the religions in that both hindu as well as muslim so it's a very very wonderful fusion of 
the both the religions. Wow. <laughs> now, uh, what about the costumes? Do the colors represent anything? Um, the design of the costumes? Is it mostly the North Indian um, style or does it does it take from other other places as well? It is mostly the North Indian style and uh, there are two kinds of costume. So one which was influenced by the Hindu tradition, the other by the Muslim tradition. So there are two kinds of costume in Kathak. But nowadays, uh, people also try a lot of experimental costumes. So it's a wide variety of costumes uh, that you can choose from these days. So, uh, you know, people are doing so many experimental work on Kathak. Uh, we call it fusion these days. Mm -hmm. So but, uh, well, my only thing is, you know, you, you do the experiment, but I definitely do not want to you know, uh, stay within the traditional bounds of the dance and then do the experiment, you know, mm -hmm. let the tradition not go <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do any form of Bollywood at all with with your students as uh, part of the I, fusion? Uh, I haven't tried, uh, you know, I haven't done. But if there is a very, uh, see, Bollywood has uh, different kinds of, you know, if it, uh, there are very beautiful, some songs are very beautiful, which has a classical tradition. So sometimes I choose those kind of, you know, Bollywood numbers, mm -hmm. which has a classical tradition, and then I choreograph on those. So what do you think of the Bollywood group that was performing last year? Um, Monakan oh, Company. At the Asian Festival? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were very energetic group, very energetic group, and you know they did pretty well. And it's uh, Mona. I think it was the Mona Khan Dance Company, mm -hmm. uh, as far as I remember. Yeah. So yeah, they were very energetic group and did a very good job. They did um, amazingly good job. They year. they yeah. seem mostly fusion though. Was I don't think there was very much traditional in there at all. Was there? No, there wasn't. Uh, there was uh, Bollywood is a, it's a fusion. Bollywood is basically, you know, the fusion of different art forms, different dance. So they have some movements from classical, uh, Indian classical dances, and they also take from the Western modern dances. So it's like everything together. Yeah. Now, are you happy to see that there is such an uh, um, embracement of Indian, even if it's popular culture in the West here? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I am happy to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to see that. But uh, yeah, I would love, you know, uh, the classical, all the classical dance forms to be uh, promoted really well, because sometimes, you know, people don't know about them because they are so, uh, they see Bollywood so much, you know, mm. not see the all the traditional dance forms of India and they are so each one of them is so beautiful so unique from the other there is you know nothing one you cannot say one is better than the other or anything so each one is equally beautiful and equally and unique in its own way so I would love you know more promotion of the oh, class yeah. art forms of India so that we don't lose the roots from mm -hmm. it from yeah now, do you do your own choreography or are these based on traditional handed down uh, pieces? So uh, I, it's both yes and no. Uh, so I have the certain things that I've learned from my gurus. So they are choreographed by them. Mm -hmm. But all the new pieces that I am performing on, like say I talked about the June 4th uh, show, which is uh, the show that we are doing in Katha, telling the story of Katha. 
so the in that show all the entire chore choreography is mine so wow oh my gosh i can't wait to see it and uh <laughs> just just for the listeners if you want to buy tickets they'll be online shortly at brown paper tickets and it's at six o'clock on june 4th at the medina performing arts center so uh, we are nearing the top of our hour, so there's one question we ask all of our guests. Lisa, would you like to do the honor? <laughs> Lisa, are you there? Oh, you probably take okay. a break. Yes. <laughs> I guess okay. I'll ask the question. Unless Johnny, you want to ask a question? What is your favorite food? And will you cook it for us? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we ask everybody this question. We'd love to eat. Okay. Okay. My favorite food is, um, um, let me think, you know, it, <laughs> there's so, so many, <laughs> it's very hard to just bring it down to one. <laughs> it's a difficult question, mm -hmm. but I would say that, um, sag paneer. Okay. Paneer is cottage cheese and sag is spinach. So, uh, it's paneer in green, uh, you know, in, in spinach. So that's, my favorite food and I love cooking that dish and I would definitely you know cook it for you guys oh my gosh Johnny mm. can we use the kitchen in your studio or there's no kitchen here <laughs> oh, there's no kitchen no. there's a sink there's a sink only but then the little portable uh, stove that I got was horrible so I returned it oh man okay we'll have to get together and do some cooking so, yeah, yeah. so uh, we are nearing the top of our hour so Antara is there anything else you want to mention about yourself about the school um, anything at all I know it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. <laughs> I think you've covered everything. Yeah, pretty much about my school and, you know, the dance form and everything. I would just love people, you know, just, um, just I would love to promote it even more and teach it to not only students of Indian origin, but to everyone and promote, you know, and spread you know, bring people together of different race and culture, everybody together on the one platform. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Uh, Lisa, did you have any final questions? Um, Oops. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was wonderful um, having you on air. Thank you so much for coming today. Awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks a lot for hosting me. Really enjoyed talking with you guys. And hopefully I can get some cool pictures tonight that I can post on our Facebook. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, ladies and uh, gentlemen, for tuning in to Asia Town Voice on 88.7 FM WJCU. Hopefully we'll catch you here next week. And thank you, Antara. Have an excellent evening. Thank bye you bye. very much. Bye-bye.